Today we're welcome to be a Sunday school this morning, and I was thinking, you know, it's gloomy outside, but ever since I was a seven-year-old boy, it's been shining bright inside, and I'm thankful I come to church that uh, you can just let your cares go, and God can just move through, and I'm thankful for the little kids, and uh, there's no other place I'd rather bring my kids than this church and Sunday school to hear them sing. Uh, we're just thankful to be here watch Sean to dismiss this Sunday school.
appreciate being in God's house this morning. And we need your help and your prayers. And if you know anything about this lesson, well, you can chime in anytime. <laughs> but uh, it seems like most of the time, if we're not careful, when we're in Revelations or the book of Daniel or the book of Ezekiel, if we've got a lesson in one of them or otherwise, we start looking for things that's not there if we're not careful. Uh, the Bible said in, in the book of St. John, and, and he was talking about the Word of God, he said, these things are written that you might believe and that believing you'd have life through his name. And uh, if you listen if you listen to some of them televangelists, and some of them's okay, I guess, but uh, some of them guys on TV, uh, they read the book of Revelation, and it sounds like a whole different, a whole different book, a whole different story. Uh, sounds like something somebody wrote for Halloween, and. Uh, but God said these things are written that you might believe. And, uh, and we said last week, the first, where you start in reading Revelations is the first verse of the first chapter. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And if it don't reveal Jesus, you got it wrong. And, uh, but anyway, we're in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. And, uh, and it said, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. It said, after these things, you go back to the chapter before this, and it's talking about Babylon. And it ain't talking about the Babylon where they was in bondage. Uh that was, that was gone a long time ago. But when, when I was lost, Satan had a kingdom right in here. And the day that I got saved, that kingdom was destroyed out of my life. Satan was bound and his angels and were cast out into the earth. They were, they were cast out of my soul into this carcass you're looking at. This is the earth that, that the devil's going up and down in, seeking whom he may devour. Now, he's trying, he, God gave me a job to do. When he saved me, he told me to keep myself unspotted from the world. And uh, he said, come ye out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So we, God's people that have been saved by the grace of God should be a separated people. And, uh, and we should, people should be able to look at our lives and know there's something different about us. And, uh, uh, but God, I was talking about the kingdom that Satan had in here 
I remember there's a lot of things that I have trouble. My memory ain't as good as it used to be. But the day that I got saved, I remember that day just like it was yesterday. And the change that God made in my life. It, uh, in, in here, it's almost unbelievable. But God, if it hadn't happened to me, it might, it might you know, if I hadn't never been saved, you guys telling what you got might have, might have sounded unbelievable to me in here. But God made the change in my life, and I know it happened. And uh, uh, so it's, it was like daylight and dark. I, I believe I might have said that last week. But uh, so God, Babylon's fallen. Somebody got saved. That's what that's talking about. Now, there's a scripture, and I got it wrote down here somewhere, but it talks about Satan coming down, and he, he's, he's wroth. In other words, he's mad because he knows he has but a short time. He just got a, he just got a little short time to try to deceive people and He's trying, he's trying to get it. He's going up and down in the earth seeking whom he may devour. He's, he's wanting us as God's people to mess our lives up where we can't help nobody, where we don't have any influence, where uh, we as a church. Now, all it takes is a, is a few bad apples in a bushel to, to ruin them. And you could say the same thing for a church. A few bad apples in a church, and the and the devil the devil will point them out to the world, set them up on a pedestal somewhere so the world can see. Uh, and what good what good would it do Satan if I was if I was committing sin and and was able to keep it hid? The only only thing that'd do would be separate me from God from. From feeling God's spirit, I couldn't. I couldn't re enjoy my salvation. But Satan, I guarantee you, you get into some of Satan's territory and doing things that's ungodly. He's going to make sure that somebody knows about it. And uh, try to try to mess your life up in the eyes of the world if he can. Anybody got a comment? So, so Satan was cast out and his goods with him. Now, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. The Bible said, and I may not quote this exactly word for word, but it said there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents more than 99 just persons that need no repentance. I believe every time somebody gets saved, I believe the angels and, and, and everybody that's in heaven, I don't understand how that's operating right now. I don't understand it at all. But I believe they, they rejoice in heaven every, every time somebody gets saved. And I believe, I, this, this is just my thoughts. 
and I, I can't prove it, but it sounds good to me. I believe every time the church gets up on the mountain and rejoices in the Spirit, I believe heaven rejoices right along with us. And uh, I can't prove that, but it feels good to me. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, the, it, it's in the, uh, maybe the 13th chapter of Revelation. I ain't, I ain't certain I could be wrong there, but uh, it said, Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord, yea, from henceforth, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. So the people that's been on this journey, well, we're, we're, reading, we're reading some words that God allowed John the Revelator, as we call him, to write 2,000 years ago. His works is still following him. The people that was in this church when I was just a boy that, that shined a light to me and, and brought their gospel to me, their works is still going on. And when we're gone, if we, if we follow God like we ought to, our works will follow us. And uh, uh, there's, there's people that's, that I've known on this journey that's been gone a long time, and we still talk about them. Uh, I couldn't tell you the number of times that we've quoted things that Albert Smith said or, or Jarvie Raines or, or, or Siegel, any of those, a lot of those guys. And that, them some of the preachers, but there's been some people that wasn't preachers that we, we refer to a whole lot. So our works follow us. If we follow... Well, I started to say, if we follow God, our works will follow us either way. I've known some people that uh, were real good people, saved people, done a real fine job for the Lord till they got old and then they just quit. And uh, I've known a few like that. And uh, a lot of people just remember them for the quitting part. And uh, so we need to be very careful. There's, there's no retirement, there's no discharge in this war. We're in it till God takes us home. Me and my wife was talking about something the other day, and I don't, I don't remember even what it was, but I... I told her, I said, when, when God's done with me, I got a retirement home on the other side. And uh, so as long as, as long as we're here, I believe God requires out of me what I'm able to do. Now, God knows if I'm not able to do something, he's not going to give it to me. I believe Terry might have preached on that a little just night or two ago but God's not going to give me something to do that I'm not able to do but as long as I believe this I believe this I believe as long as God allows us to live here he's got a job for us to do there's somebody there's somebody 
that we can help. And uh, anybody got anything? So the church all down through time. Now, I want to make a point, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's just one church. Now, we, we say sometimes the law church and the grace church, all the same church. And they all got saved by the same grace. And uh, they worshiped a little different. And, and there's churches, there's churches right now that save people that worship a little different than we do. Uh, as far as some of the things they do. But they worshiped a little different than we do. The Bible said when the high priest went into the Holy of Holies to offer a sacrifice once a year for sin, it's it said the, the Spirit signified that the way into the holiest of all had not yet been made perfect. And I don't know if I quoted that right. That don't mean, that don't mean there wasn't a way in. Just that Jesus hadn't showed up on the cross yet. But you read, you read the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah or the 22nd chapter of Psalms and tell me it ain't talking about Jesus on the cross. Them people knew that he was coming and knew that he was going to die for them. And, uh, and got saved by the same blood. He, uh, Zechariah, and I use this scripture quite a bit, but said there's a, there's a fountain opened in Jerusalem and part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. The blood of Christ, the blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin. A-L-L. There's no other, there, the Bible said there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. No other name. There's, I had a, I was teaching young people's class one time. This been seemed like a hundred years ago, but uh, I had a guy helping me teach Sunday school, and uh, I don't remember what the lesson was about, but he was he was teaching that that week, and uh, if I remember right, but anyway, he said. I remember him saying this. He said, back under the law, they got saved by the law. And uh, you, can't have, you can't have stuff like that in a young people's class. Uh, that's why you got to have good teachers. And uh, so I, I had to try to straighten that out without really hurting his feelings real bad. And that ain't easy for me to do. I'm a little bit too plain sometimes. But uh, uh, nobody, the law, the Bible said in, in, in Hebrews, I believe, said the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image, could
could never, with those sacrifices made year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. The law never could take away sin. It wasn't intended to take away sin. It was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. All the law was for was to let me know that I was a sinner. Paul said, I was alive once without the law. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And, uh, and you've got to die before you can be made alive. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Every, every sin and disobedience receive a just recompense and reward. And uh, Satan, and, and everybody here knows this, you, you've been saved by the grace of God. From the day you got saved, Satan ain't left you alone. If he, if he leaves for a few minutes, why, he's right back pretty quick. And uh, if you're not careful, he'll be leading you off. And maybe he'll, he'll tempt you with something or whatever. And you can look at it and say, well, that don't look too bad. And, and the kids used to ask me in the young people's class, said, how come... Uh, our friends go to church. They tell you, maybe even tell you what church, but I, I don't. I don't want to get into that. Said so our friends go to different churches, and said they're allowed to do all these different things that we're not allowed to do. Well, and I've heard I've heard people say, well, they they didn't didn't like our church because we had too many rules. All the rules that this church has got are God's rules. We didn't make them up. We didn't write them. God put them in the book. And he gave us some work to do. And uh, if, I, if I can't keep my life clean, if I get into ungodly things that, and and won't repent then I need to be brought up before the church and some action taken uh, God forbid that we'd cast a bad light on God's church and that's what that's what uh, our discipline's all about trying to keep the church as clean as we can and the thing of it is if, if we don't do our job, and God has to take care of it, it might be a, a whole lot more problem or a lot more heartache than it is if we done it right. There's a scripture back in the Old Testament somewhere, and I, it says, Thou fool, why wilt thou die before thy time? And I believe there have been people that's left here ahead of time because they wouldn't live right. We're saved by the grace of God and was bringing a reproach on God's church. And God's, God's merciful. 
He'll extend mercy just as long as there's a chance to get people to move. But I believe if, if, if he looks at me and, and I've made up my mind, I'm not going to do what he wants me to do. Uh, he very well could cut me off. If, if I'm not going to do what he wants me to do, he's got no use for me down here. I don't know. That's just some of my thoughts. But uh, true and righteous are, are his judgments. And uh, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. How many times? I know you can't count them, but how many times? Has God come along and told you you was in the wrong place or you was doing the wrong thing or you was thinking the wrong thought or you had no business doing whatever you was doing? I, hundreds of times, God's, God's let me know that I was in the wrong place or the wrong, wrong thing, whatever. That's God's judgment. And he'll let, he'll let you know. Then he leaves it up to me to correct what I'm doing. And, uh, and if I don't do it, I could get in trouble. So anybody got a comment? And again, they say hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. The church, God's people, right out of your soul now, in the flesh, sometimes we kind of get our minds off where it ought to be, and uh, maybe we got to come back to church to be reminded who we are and where we come from. And uh, that's that's one reason that's one reason we we ought to go to church all the time if we can, because there's times I, I'm a, we're all human. There's time, times that I'd just as soon sit at the house. I'm, I'm talking about this guy you're looking at here. Maybe don't feel good. I, I got a good example. Last Wednesday night, I didn't feel good all day. And I, I actually thought about staying home. And I come to church, and uh, best place I was at all day. God blessed me more than more than I deserved, and uh, I, I felt pretty good when I went home. And uh, so, if we we'll, if we we'll follow God, come to church even if you don't feel like it. When you get down, Satan get on you and running, giving you to run around all day long, and and. Uh, Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Just come on anyway. I believe that's what we're supposed to do. He didn't say, he didn't save this carcass you're looking at. I guess this is the best way to say it. He saved our soul 
But this thing you look at right here, Satan's still going up and down in it and giving us a hard time every day. And he wants us to give up and quit. If he had power, now God's give us, God's give us power over the devil by the grace of God. If you, if you argue with the devil and don't depend on the Lord, just depend on you to argue with him, you're going to lose the argument every time. But if you depend on the Lord, in, in any time, any time the devil comes along, you remember when Jesus was up on the mountain uh, and the devil was tempting him? He put him, he put him to running. I mean, he got rid of him. And he didn't sin. So if we if if we depend on him, he can put Satan on the run. And everybody, I, probably everybody here knows that from experience. But uh and I thought. I read this lesson. I thought this this week is uh, Thanksgiving week, and we've got uh, we've got more than we could ever think of or, or count up to be thankful for. And the hallelujahs ought to go up continually out of our hearts, and. Uh, I, lo I like that song, and I've, I've referred to it a time or two, and Terry referred to it. Uh, I've got something to praise God for. And uh, if, if for, and, and I, couldn't, I couldn't sit down and write out a list of all of my blessings, all that I owe God. I couldn't, I couldn't write you out a list. It's beyond me. But if, if none of those things, from a natural standpoint, if none of those things had ever happened, if I'd have been struggling through life just getting by the best I could and the Lord wasn't helping me, when he saved me in 1956, he done more for me than I deserved. And that's been... Well, I, that's been 60-some years ago, and it's better now. If it's, well, I, that's probably not possible, but it seems like it. Better now than it was then. Now, I thought back then, I tell this all the time, I thought back then once I was sitting in school and wondering, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? Well, that's been 60 years ago or better. And every day, we're still looking for him. And one of these days, and I might be, I might be under the ground out in Fairmont Cemetery, but I'll see him coming. The Bible said, every eye behold him, even those that pierced him. And uh, we'll, we'll see him coming and go to meet him. That's off the lesson, but.
And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And uh, the four beasts, if you, you've heard the last couple of weeks, the 24 elders and the four beasts represent the church. Uh, and I got that wrote down here somewhere. I, uh, it, it's in Revelation also. They, they, pray, they praised God once and, and said, because you, you've redeemed us. And, and I can't quote it, but anyway, they were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And that's, that's the church. So they, they fell down and worshiped. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And uh, every, time, every time I read something like on that order right there where it says, Praise the Lord. I think of the 103rd Psalm. Starts out, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And uh, we owe God more than we could ever get out of us. The, Paul said, when I would do good, evil's present. Did you ever... Did God ever give you a testimony? Well, I'll just use this because everybody's had to testify sometime or other. Did God ever give you a testimony and the devils didn't show up and say, well, you ain't, somebody else could do that better or, or that ain't enough or that's, that's too much or I can't do that? Every time. He wants to defeat our testimony before we ever say it. He wants... He wants me, he wants me to add something to it or take something away from it. And it ain't up, it ain't up to me to, to add stuff to what God tells me. If God says, if God says get up and thank him for saving you, and I get up and make a half hour speech, I've defeated what God gave me to do. So we need, to, we need to just humble our heart and follow God and just nothing more, nothing less, and, uh, and, and we'll please God. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And we've been reigning, I've been reigning with Jesus ever since the day I got saved. He, he moved in here, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one, moved in here the day I got saved and been there ever since reigning in my soul and uh, and he made us priests and kings unto God so we can reign with him and I have now when I got saved I gave I gave my life to Jesus 
He saved my soul and he sealed it by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. That's, not, that's no longer in my control. But this thing you look at is in my control. So I've got the, I've got the authority to put this fellow on a timeout if, if, if he gets too wild. Like we do our kids sometimes. Set them in a corner or whatever. Uh, and if, if we don't take care of ourselves, and I said this a while ago, maybe in a different way, but if we don't take care of ourselves, sooner or later, God will. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. When I was talking about the day I got saved, the day I and people talk about the marriage of the Lamb, can't hardly can't hardly wait for it. I I took part in that the day I got saved. I became a part of the bride, the Lamb's wife. In the in the book of Jeremiah, third chapter, he said, "Turn unto me." Oh, my people, and I'm, I can't quote this exactly right, for I'm married unto you. Positive statement. I heard, I heard a person one time ask my Uncle Sol, uh, said, I, said, said I, I can read in the Old Testament where God was married to the Old Testament church, but said, I can't find that in the New Testament. And uh, he said, well, did you get born again? Yeah. Said, was you born out of wedlock? And uh, said, no. <laughs> so God's got Christ and the church. The church is the bride, the lamb's wife already. And I want to read. probably one of my favorite scriptures I've read it a lot lately but in the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah the 10th verse Isaiah said I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he hath he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation he hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Already dressed up. And I got dressed up that same Sunday morning in 1956 when God saved my soul. He dressed me in the garments of salvation. I, I was dressed up for the wedding and been a part of the bride, the Lamb's wife, ever since. And I uh, one of these days, the bride's going home. And uh, it's way beyond me all that's going to happen or what, whatever, but we're going home. And a lot of times here, we, we think about 
this fellow here dying. And that's going to happen if time stands. We're all going to die. And, and a lot of times we, we don't like to think about that. And I, I ain't no hurry. I don't want nobody to get the wrong idea. I ain't no hurry. God's blessed me and been good to me. But the older I get, the more I think about how good it, it'll be on the other side. And it's, death's not, death is not just as big a booger sometimes as we might think it is. I heard a fellow say, I don't remember just day, sometime recently, said, we'll, we just fall asleep, and the first person we see when we open our eyes be Jesus. And uh, so that sounded good to me. But So let us, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. So he's dressed us up. He's got us ready. And I'll say this. He ta- he, Jesus was talking in the, and I, I don't know exactly where it's at. It's in the Gospels. But uh, he told the people it was on his right hand. Said, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Okay? That kingdom's in here, and that kingdom's over there. Same kingdom. You can't separate the kingdom down here and the kingdom in heaven. It's all the same kingdom. And the same ruler rules in in the whole thing. Yeah, we're still, and I, we was talking about people that went before us, and we're still linked up just like this. And uh, still part of the same church, and them people still part of it. We're still part of it, and the people that come after us that get saved will be a part of it. And, uh, and we're all a part of the bride, the lamb's wife. And uh, anybody got anything? So bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And uh, God's been good to us. And when we can, when we can get this fellow out of the way,